The following is a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. The following is a pre recorded show. Get ready, Baltimore. It's time for some super slams and beatdowns. Got the cheap shots and the clean finishes. Watch out for the chair. Oh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> this is Top of the Road. Your Monday night wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, here's the enforcer. Baltimore's own, Kill Kuda Jr. Hey, this is a national treasure and the real world's heavyweight wrestling champion, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Topics. Welcome to Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So we're a week removed from the Royal Rumble, yet we don't have any WrestleMania storylines coming through. But we have a lot of anticipation towards those storylines coming through. New Japan is about to have their first pay-per-view in a while. New beginning in Hiroshima, a two-night event that happens on the 10th and 11th of February. Impact Wrestling is leading up to their next show. The Elimination Chamber in WWE happens on the 21st of this month. And there is no indication of who will be in said chamber matches. Which leads me to this first question. Is it a good thing or a bad thing that a lot more of the booking is done ahead of time? Or at least the anticipation of what the booking might be. You can start thinking about that months, if not a year in advance. Who's going to be in the chamber matches? Who's going to be facing each other at WrestleMania? Especially with quote-unquote educated wrestling fans. How far ahead do we really look? Now the answer to that question is always the same in my opinion. And that is way too far ahead. We look way too far ahead. We want to know what WrestleMania 37's entire card is. And what angle they're taking. And we haven't even hit WrestleMania 36 yet. So... That's my philosophy. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You can look as far ahead as you want. But it does take a lot out of it, in my personal opinion. That's how you handle it. Now, when it comes to the Rumble, and what that will allude to, Edge won the Men's Rumble. Cool. Good for him. Two Rumbles is hard to come by. He wanted to come back. They want to give him a bit of a push. Great. This is not going to be a long-term fix. They're going to do what they're going to do. Well, Bianca Belair won the Women's Rumble. And they're holding off on making their decision of who they're going to challenge in their respective WrestleMania main event matches. Now, with Bianca Belair, they've apparently given her two options, which is either Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship 
or Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, realistically, she has three. She could go back to NXT and challenge Io Shirai for the NXT Championship. Now, granted, Bianca had a couple shots at the NXT Championship when Shayna Baszler was champion. Now, to my knowledge, she never got a clear one-on-one shot at the title. Because I remember at TakeOver Phoenix, I was there... And she faced Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, and Kairi Sane in a fatal four-way match for the NXT Championship. Then I believe the other title match she was in was all, was a triple threat as well. I don't think it was ever just her head up with the champ, who was Shayna Baszler at the time. But apparently they're only going with two options. They don't want Io to go after or They don't want Bianca to go after Io Shirai. And that's fine. That's okay. Now, my personal preference, I would love to see Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Why? Because Asuka's never lost a step. Still one of the best wrestlers going. Her willingness to just stick in with every gimmick possible. And has she held the title down? More or less. She hasn't really defended it because the women's division on Raw is kind of eh. As far as talent-wise and main eventer-wise. Are there girls who could be main eventers? Yeah, technically the entire roster outside of Dana Brooke could be main eventers. Now, I know that sounds like a jab at Dana Brooke, and it might be. But has she shown you main event capabilities? No. At least not me. You can believe what you you want, but she hasn't shown them to me. Has Mandy Rose shown main event capabilities? Not really. Is there a way you could work her in? Yeah, it would be a stretch, but yeah. Has Ruby Riot shown main eventer capabilities? She has shown capabilities. We just haven't gotten her there yet. Has Liv Morgan shown capabilities? Not necessarily capabilities. Is the potential there? 100% the potential's there. Has Lacey Evans shown main event capabilities? Yes, and she seems to get better every week, and they're finally finding a style that works for her. Which, granted, might not be that much, that heavy of a work rate style, But it works. Not everybody has to have a fantastic work rate to be that big of a superstar. Okay? I think Karrion Cross is awesome. If you really look at how he wrestles, ain't much there. But it's a fantastic character who nobody plays better, and he looks like a powerhouse because he's a gigantic human being. I realize I just jumped from the women's division to Karrion Cross, but it was to help prove my point. So right now, it looks like the inevitable path for Asuka is her meeting her current champion, Charlotte Flair, for her Raw Women's Championship. But it looks like Charlotte is more focused on Lacey Evans, which is why I think there's a possibility that Bianca Belair chooses Asuka, because there is no path for Asuka right now. Sasha Banks is still dealing with Carmella, which she shouldn't be. But other than that, there's always the rekindling with Bailey. You could always dig up Natalia for a feud. I know she's not terribly over. I know she's been in it forever. But you could always dig up Natalia for a feud because she'll always make it look as good as she can. Remember her little mini feud she had with Becky where everyone thought it was terrible and then they changed their minds after the match they had because they actually wrestled a very, very solid match? You could do something like that. Sasha has options. 
I don't really know if Asuka has options. That's why I'm leaning to Bianca picking her. There's really, it's the only way to go other than Asuka Charlotte. Why? Because of the lack of direction in the women's divisions. Now, I don't mean lack of direction as in they have no clue what they're doing. But what I mean is they're throwing together random women for tag teams, which I think is a good call. Now, I think it was Corey Graves or somebody went on some WWE platform, one of their many shows or whatever, and said that they did not care for throwing random teams together to go after the women's tag team championships. They said there are no established tag teams. Okay, well, how about you throw them together so you find women you can make established tag teams, and then we build from there. You don't need a new title contender every week. You can make it take some time. The thing is, in the meantime, you have to have matches for the tag team champions that remind everyone that they are and why they are the tag team champions. That's what you have to do. Okay, I've been surfing the network a lot recently. I started watching uh, a lot of Raws and Smackdowns from 2001. Why? Because I rewatched WrestleMania 17. Because when is that ever a bad idea? And I decided, you know what? I'm just going to chronologically start watching the product from WrestleMania 17 on. And you know what they would do if somebody was in a big storyline and they didn't have any storyline stuff for them that particular show? They would have them wrestle a match against a mid-major opponent and go over to continue to look good while giving their opponent an opportunity to shine against a high-profile opponent. We don't do that anymore. You're either building to a title match or simply proving somebody is still that good. That's it. Now, that might sound very similar... But does it come off that way to us these days? No, it doesn't. Why? Because if somebody loses one match nowadays, they're considered buried. They're not, and everybody says, no, they're not. Nobody says that. Yeah, they do. A lot of people say that. Okay? And the crowd mentality goes that way. It's the way the herd goes. And if everyone's thinking alike, someone isn't thinking. And wrestling fans are drastically, drastically inclined to follow that. They're inclined to follow the crowd's opinion because it's more important to not be the odd one out than to actually have your own concept of how you would like it to go. And that's why everybody wants to see Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Now, I think that will be a fantastic match. It will be a great WrestleMania moment, especially if they decide to main event it. We've already had two, we've already had three women main event WrestleMania. Now we're going to have two women of color main event WrestleMania. Awesome. Now, is that my main concern? The two women of color main event WrestleMania? No, my main concern is that the main event of WrestleMania is going to be a 9 out of 10 or better match. And I think those two could absolutely deliver it if it ends up being Bianca versus Sasha. If it ends up being Bianca versus Asuka, I think they could absolutely deliver the same quality of match. Now, all signs are pointing to Bianca picking Sasha Banks. Because she's already on SmackDown. They had their little moment with Carmella and Reginald last SmackDown, which didn't really need to happen. But nevertheless, they did it. Carmella's kind of in the background for this feud. I don't know why she is, but she is. Because, look, from a Vince McMahon perspective, 
I understand the appeal of Carmella. <laughs> now, let me make that clear. From a Vince McMahon perspective, she's a very attractive blonde with decent wrestling skills that can talk a little bit of trash. And then you give her her own personal sommelier. You give her the champagne at ringside. You do a lot to paint the picture of how awesome she is. Now, what's the difference between her and Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks? Does Bianca need all that flash? No. Bianca needs to show up and wrestle. And that's all you need to see. Sasha Banks needs to show up and wrestle and give her the mic for three minutes. And it's all you need to see. But I do understand from the Vince McMahon perspective why Carmella is an attractive option for potentially going forward. Now, she doesn't need to be in this match. That doesn't need to happen. Nor do I think it will, quite frankly. Okay? We all saw the clip of Vince McMahon backstage with Bianca saying, yeah, you're on a roll. He knows. He's not an idiot. No matter what everybody thinks. <laughs> Vinny Mac is not an idiot. So I think it's inevitably leading to Bianca picking Sasha Banks. And those two will either be in the main event or the co-main event of WrestleMania. And that's, that'll be a lot of fun. Sure. I would very much like to see it. I think they'll deliver an absolutely fantastic match. And if my money means anything, I would probably bet that Bianca's going to go over and become the new champion. See, that's my main concern with Bianca. It's not who she's booked against. It's that she wins. And against Sasha, the win is not that obvious. A lot of people think it is. I don't think it is. Sasha hasn't been champion for that long. She's hitting her stride better than she ever has. I don't think it's that obvious. Against Asuka, that win is obvious. You know why? Because Asuka is the safe option at champion in the Raw Women's Division. Every division for every title has their safe option. And right now, on Raw, the belt is on the safe option on, uh, for the Raw Women's Division. The belt is on the safe option. Now, people might say, well, that's the same thing for SmackDown. No, it's not. I don't consider Sasha Banks a safe option. The safe option for the SmackDown women's division is Bailey. She's the safe option. This sort of middle-of-the-road heel who can morph into whatever she needs to morph into every week. And everyone watches her wrestle and says she's got incredible talent and she knows how to be an annoying heel that talks trash. And she's got the title. I've never seen her lose. Cool. Put it on her. Sasha Banks is not the safe option. She's a very good one. She's a great option, but she's not the safe one. Because remember, great doesn't always mean safe. Okay? For example, when there was one tag team division and not multiple ones, who was always the safe option? The New Day. Now, they were the best option and the safe option. Co-currently. That happens sometimes. But the safe options, for are Ziggler and Rude the safe option for the SmackDown tag team titles? No, they're not. For the Raw Tag Team Championships, are they on the safe option? No, they're not. The safe option for tag teams overall right now is the Street Profits, full stop. And they don't have any tag team titles. So it's not always the same. When it comes to the mid-card belts, is Bobby Lashley the safe option for the U.S. Championship? Yes. He is. He's a gigantic guy who can beat anybody. He can make anybody look like a small opponent. And he'll, and he never loses. Now, does he defend the title? Not all that often. He should defend it more often. 
I'd like to see an open challenge. Why? Because you got a great mouthpiece and a whole faction to back you up. Just walk out every week and give somebody different four and a half minutes. That's all you got to do. Let them hit you back a little bit. Go back and forth. Spear, clothesline, hurt lock. Done. Okay? That's all you got to do. Just give somebody a chance to look good for a little bit. When it comes to the Intercontinental Championship, is that on the safe option right now? Big E? No, he's not the safe option. He's the best one, but he's not the safe one. Who's the safe option for Intercontinental Champion right now? When it comes to SmackDown? To me, that's an easy question. Sami Zayn, the guy who can talk unbelievable trash and wrestle really well? He's the safe option. He's not the best one. Big E's the best one. And I'll get to the bigger ones in a little bit. I gotta remind you who makes this show happen, however. Head over to my website, topofthe and click on the link for the Blue Elk Vineyard, the best wine Maryland has to offer. Then click on the link for highspots.com. Wrestling gear, wrestling memorabilia. There's a section for promoters, section for pro wrestlers. You can buy gear if you actually want to be a wrestler yourself. Everything related to the squared circle. Go click the link for highspots.com at my website, topofthe And then head over to Etsy and check out the Hidden Talent Company, where Turnbuckle Topics' very own Linz makes custom gear, Halloween, holidays. She even has election-themed stuff. It's called the Hidden Talent Company on Etsy. Go give them a look. What's next? Which direction do I think Edge will go? Are they doing the safe options for world champions? And what's going down in Hiroshima? Stick around. It's going to be fun. The Greater Baltimore Urban League Work Ready Maryland program provides students with in-school support to remove barriers and prepare them for life and employment after high school. Your student could be part of a comprehensive program that offers in-class skills and individual mentors to need-based financial support and college enrollment assistance. Find out more about Work Ready Maryland at gbul.org. A message from the Greater Baltimore Urban League and Edercom Baltimore. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Baltimore-area attorneys, a partner men can count on, online at CordellCordell.com. That's CordellCordell.com. Offices in Baltimore, Annapolis, Aberdeen, Columbia, and Frederick. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five. And that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single, the delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or just get another classic chicken sandwich. 
Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's. What's in store this week at Staples? Everything you need for a totally productive workspace. Staples has the technology, supplies, and furniture you need to upgrade your workspace at amazing prices. Like right now, select chairs are 40% off. Plus, when you buy any office chair, get 25% off all desks, file cabinets, chair mats, bookcases, and lighting purchases. Shop in store or pick up curbside. Upgrade your workspace and save at Staples. See staplesconnect.com for details. Ends 22721 in store only while supplies last. Curbside available at most stores. Hey, this is Reba McIntyre, and I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's one out of every five precious children in this country who might not get to eat dinner tonight. But hope is just around the bend because there's enough healthy, nutritious food produced in this country to put a smile on the face of every last hungry kid. And that's when the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks steps into the picture. They collect surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to the hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. So join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures, a stock for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college. This is beyond a simple donation. It's the opportunity for America to invest in its kids and take an active stake in the future of the country. The return on your investment isn't money. What you get back is knowing you protected our potential. So one day, that potential can grow up to become surgeons and architects, executives and engineers, people who can change the future just by being a part of it. My name is Alicia, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. You're listening to a pre-recorded show. Every Monday night from 6 to 7, it's the top of the rope wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, once again, 
Here's the enforcer, Gil Kuda Jr. Hey, this is a national treasure and the real world's heavyweight wrestling champion, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Topics. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So I broke down Bianca Belair is more than likely going to choose Sasha Banks, and I hope she goes over at WrestleMania. I hope they main event the two of them. That will be awesome. And I think they could absolutely live up to it, despite there being a limited crowd at Raymond James Stadium. By the way, for anybody who watched the Super Bowl last night, all I envisioned, because they had all the halftime, the, the halftime pyro and all the, you know, before the game and after the game fireworks and everything. Did anyone else just envision Vince McMahon taking notes on the pyrotechnics going, oh, so that's what you think. That's pyro. I'll show you pyro. <laughs> I have a feeling Vince is going to do everything he can to beat the Super Bowl as far as production value when it comes to, when it comes to WrestleMania. But we need to know who's going, who Edge is going after at WrestleMania. Who is the men's Rumble winner going after? Because he successfully teased all three. He showed up on Raw, and he teased Drew McIntyre. He went to NXT, and he threw a hint at Finn Balor and Pete Dunne, because Finn and Pete are going to face each other at the next TakeOver. And whoever wins, Edge says he's going to face him. And then he went to SmackDown and challenged Roman Reigns. Now, granted, Kevin Owens showed up and stunned Roman Reigns. Got a lot of YouTube views. Now, you have to remember, people love to talk about television views. WWE is losing them. WWE is losing them. Well, that's empirically correct. There is no way you can phrase it. The WWE does not do the same views. They don't. People are also giving a lot of hate to Bad Bunny for being on WWE. Now look, I am not particularly a fan of Bad Bunny. I'm not, I'm not really that big on his music. I don't have anything against the guy or his music. It's just not my style. But I know he has millions upon millions of fans. That's why I have no problem with him showing up he did a almost disastrous crossbody at the Rumble. He made it work, though. He slipped on the on the release, but still, he made it work. Then he gave, then he helped the Miz take a loss, thanks to Damian Priest. So yeah, why not let him have his moments? The childhood dream of his. Now, uh, Bow Wow, the rapper, is tweeting about how it's been his dream. To be in WWE, he even said, me and Rey Mysterio versus whoever for the tag team titles. And if Bow Wow wants to give it a shot, I bet you Vinnie Mac could give Bow Wow a shot. And my answer to all of you is, why not? Okay? I see a lot of people who don't like Bad Bunny simply thinking he shouldn't show up just because you don't like him. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Okay? I am not a fan of Finn Balor. Does that mean he shouldn't be NXT champion? No. And when it comes to celebrity involvement, I have two schools of thought. First, 
That's what the 24-7 championship is for. If you really want them to have that, have them win the 24-7 title. I could see Bad Bunny winning the 24-7 title. But here's the other thing about him winning the 24-7 title. If he did win it, that dude would be vigilant. He would be walking around backstage looking over his shoulder every four seconds thinking nobody is taking this from me. He wouldn't just hold it and wait for someone to roll him up. Plus, it looks like he follows booking pretty well. He knows how to add his own spin to it. That's all. Because it's normally just one little segment or whatever. Remember when Florida Georgia Line shoved Heath Slater to the ground? And that was really all they did? Remember when Flo Rida almost had a match with Heath Slater at WrestleMania? I would have. Lo- I think a lot of us probably would have gone for that at the time. When... Flo Rida shoved Heath, and then two years later, Heath shoved him back. And I was like, book him at Mania. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> at least the Raw after Mania, that would have been cool with that crowd. And you give Flo Rida six weeks, I bet you he gets in shape. I bet you he gets in the gym and trains in a ring. I bet you he'll train with Heath Slater to make the match look good, even if it's three minutes. Okay? It'll be a regular Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. And then Flo Rida goes over, gets a big pop. It'll be, it would have been fun. I've never had a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Now there's rumors that Paige Van Zant wants to come from UFC to, to WWE. I've never had a problem with MMA stars making the jump. I didn't mind Ronda Rousey coming over. They made her work as best as she could. She just didn't fit the mold for the attitude of the business. And that's fine. Paige wants to give it a shot. If she does, I welcome it. My dream WWE signing is Conor McGregor, because you can't deny he would be amazing at WWE. Colby Covington wants to come over. You talk about a prime heel from day one. Dude, he, he walks to the octagon to Kurt Angle's music. I say let him in. There is no negative in letting these people in at all, Okay. As long as they train, don't hurt anybody, and don't get themselves hurt. If Vince wants to throw some money at him, so what? It doesn't bother me. Plus, Vince ain't exactly short on cash these days because of the giant deal he made with Peacock and NBC. Well, same thing. NBC. So back to Edge and who he's going to go after. See, there's a lot of reasoning why he would go... For either McIntyre or Reigns. I don't think he's going to go to NXT. Because even if Balor retains against Pete Dunne. And Finn Balor versus Edge would be a heck of a match. I just don't see that one happening. The smart play here is to have him face McIntyre. Because Drew is the solid champion. Doesn't really need any pizzazz. He's just great for by being great. <laughs> He's just awesome. He'll wrestle anybody. Now, Roman Reigns would make sense because it's another spear versus spear. But unlike Goldberg, Edge can actually be trusted. So I think that's that. those are the two options. I'm leaning towards McIntyre because it seems like they're not done with Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. And quite frankly, I'm okay with them not being done with that. That last man standing match was fantastic, despite that the end dragged it down just a little bit. Look, Heyman couldn't get the handcuffs. Big deal. But it was an awesome main event. So if they're not done, they're not done. Let them have one more at Elimination Chamber. So what? Then, 
I think McIntyre is the call. Because I don't know who Drew is going to face on Raw right now. So I feel like Edge is that guy. But if Drew is going to face Sheamus, I mean, I don't have a problem with a Sheamus-McIntyre feud. Sheamus hasn't been in a main event feud for quite some time. McIntyre's been holding down the championship impeccably. By the way, when all is said and done, when there, when we talk about the empty arena era, I will personally refer to Drew McIntyre as the empty arena champion. Look, Roman's been very good. But when it comes to the guy who actually held it down to the point where you forgot there were times there wasn't a crowd in the audience, Drew is that guy. So I see McIntyre. Because if Edge goes over, is that really a travesty? I don't think it I don't think it is. I gotta be honest. I don't think it is. Now he shouldn't. Edge shouldn't go over in any of the matches he's gonna have. And that's more than likely how it's gonna end. But McIntyre would be good because McIntyre and Edge could work twelve minutes. They could work fifteen minutes. And it would look really good. I don't see Roman Reigns working 15, 12 minutes with Edge. I just don't. I don't. I see Roman beating down Edge excessively, and then Edge having a couple comeback spears and fighting back and showing that he has grit. And then Roman finally puts him down. While against Drew, it'll be a valiant effort from both men, from bell to bell, and the champion sneaks one past the Hall of Famer. That's what I see. Now let's say, just for argument's sake, that he challenges Balor. Challenges Finn Balor. Now that could be a 12-15 minuter. And we all know for a fact Edge isn't going to go over. That would just be ridiculous in NXT. Now granted, don't put anything by Vinnie Mac. But I think, uh, I think old Triple H would have a lot to argue about if that were the case. If Vinny really wanted Edge to go over and become the NXT champion, I, I think there would be a legitimate argument about that one. So I'm leaning towards McIntyre, although the door for Reigns should be left pretty wide open. But who knows? And I think they're going to drag this out for a while. I'm excited for the Elimination Chamber coming up. It's the first Raw tonight on the 8th. The Chamber's only a couple Sundays away. So we don't have that much time to really prep for it. That's okay. We don't really need it. It's also the last event on the WWE Network before they make a full jump to Peacock on March 18th. So I don't mind the quick turnaround for Elimination Chamber because Fastlane is going to be a full month away, basically. So you can have a bunch of little mini storylines. See, that's what I want to see. Everyone who isn't at WrestleMania, give them a month-long angle that leads up to Fastlane. Why not? Let the riots go after the tag team titles for a month. Let that happen. Let Billy Kay join up with Bailey for a while. Why not? While you're at it, while you're listening to me, head over to my website, topoftherope.com. And click on the links for both the Blue Elk Vineyard and HighSpots.com. The Blue Elk Vineyard has the best wine Maryland has to offer. They are open safely 
CDC guidelines followed. And then head over to highspots.com. They have memorabilia. They have wrestling gear. And I mean gear if you're a wrestler. They have a special section for promoters. Anything in a squared circle, go to highspots.com. But, but, but please click the link on my website, topoftherope.com. Because you'll be helping both of us out. And then head over to Etsy and check out the Hidden Talent Company, where Turnbuckle Topics' very own Linz makes a whole bunch of custom gear. Halloween-themed, holiday-themed, election-themed. She's got it all. I'm sure some Valentine's Day stuff is coming out. But when I come back, I'll tell you what's going down in Hiroshima on the 10th and the 11th. And I will give you some closing thoughts on where I think AEW should be headed. Stick around. It's going to be fun. I'm Listening Daily. You are not alone. During these challenging times, listening is fundamental to promoting understanding and healing. Here's David Draymond of Disturbed on the importance of helping others with mental issues. Regarding this demon that so many of our loved ones and so many people close to us are struggling with of addiction and depression, you shouldn't feel that you have to deal with that battle on your own. You know, when the, and I will recite the chorus to A Reason to Fight. And when the demon that's inside you is ready to begin, and it feels like it's a battle that you will never win, when you're aching for the fire and begging for your sin, when there's nothing left inside, there's still a reason to fight. People need to be advocates. People need to get involved. People, if they see the warning signs, if they see somebody falling prey to depression, to addiction, intervene. Don't wait. Talk has the power to save lives, and you are not alone. Find out more at imlistening.org. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, where we've got more ways to get what you need fast and take care of that fall tune-up. With our free same-day store pickup, you can order online and pick it up today at your local AutoZone. Or we can bring it to you with our free next-day delivery. Just order on AutoZone.com by 10 p.m. and we'll have it at your front door the next day. Getting your job done just got easier. Free next-day delivery on eligible orders. Restrictions at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Iconic rivalries in America. Brought to you by the History Channel's documentary series, The Food That Built America. Premiering Sunday, February 14th at 9, 8 central. The longest rivalry in pro football began in 1921 with the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. At the same time, a rivalry in the chocolate industry brought us two of the most iconic candy bars in American history. Tune in to the History Channel's documentary series, The Food That Built America, premiering Sunday, February 14th at 9, 8 central. NBA veteran J.J. Redick has seen it all in his more than 14 years in the league. Now on the Old Man and the Three podcast, Redick and co-host Tommy Alter bring listeners a behind-the-scenes look inside the NBA and beyond. Listen free on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your shows. When's the last time you looked at your bathroom? Second thought, you might not want to make eye contact with that old faucet. It's time to head to Lowe's for some home improvement. Choose from stylish brands like American Standard, Delta, and Style Selections. And transform your before bathroom into an amazing after bathroom. Woohoo! You can't see her, but she's high-fiving herself. Don't just do it yourself. Do it for yourself. Stop by Lowe's or visit Lowe's.com slash D-I-F-Y for vanity starting at $99. Valid through 331 U.S. only. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy. Or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, 
your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me. Or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Okay, kids, dance gonna teach you how to dance. First, spread your feet apart, then a pump to knee. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The only way to take the best national sports talk with you anytime, anywhere is with CBS Sports Radio 1300 on the Radio.com app. Download it today. You're listening to a pre-recorded show. This is Top of the Road. Every Monday night from 6 to 7 on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, give it up for the enforcer. Kill Kuda Jr. Hey, this is a national treasure and the real world's heavyweight wrestling champion, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Topics. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Real quick, before we get started, head over to my website at topofthelope.com, click on the links for the Blue Elk Vineyard and highspots.com. That's my website, topofthelope.com, and click on the links for the Blue Elk Vineyard and highspots.com. Then head over to Etsy and look for the Hidden Talent Company. That's the Hidden Talent Company on Etsy. So let's get into what's going to happen in Hiroshima, Japan, on February 10th and February 11th, and that is an event called New Beginning in Hiroshima. Now, of course, they had sort of the pre-pay-per-view, New Beginning in Nagoya on the 30th. They've been running a tour leading up to it. They had their last event actually this morning, and they pretty much evened up all of the rivalries. Because the way it works is, if you're going to have a title match against each other in New Japan, they're going to have you face each other in a bunch of big tag matches, just a, a ways to have a, a whole bunch of encounters, but never a one-on-one face-off. That's how they do it. Or they just have you run the same match you're going to have at the event 
over and over with different results. But for some reason, at the event itself, the matches are completely different and on a totally different level. I don't know how New Japan does it so consistently. Maybe it's because they just do it. It's just their nature. It's just how they pull it off. They don't feel the need to make anything a certain way. They just think, this is how we're going to do it. If you don't like it, that's not our problem. So let's start off with what's going to happen on the 10th, the first night of New Beginning in Hiroshima, because it is a two-night event, much like WrestleMania has become. We're going to start off with all three of the regular Young Lions, that being Yota Suji, Yuya Yamura, and Gabriel Kidd. They're going to have a six-man tag match against Yoshinobu Kenemaru, El Desperado, and Minoru Suzuki of Suzuki-gun. Now, of course, Kenemaru and El Desperado recently lost their junior heavyweight tag team championships to El Fantasmo and Ishimori, who won them back for the second time. And Suzuki has not been on the tour all that recently, but he's coming back for the big one, and I'm excited to see how this one goes. My money is on Suzuki-gun, because the Young Lions rarely go over, if ever, unless when they're wrestling each other. So I like Suzuki-gun there, but it'll be a solid opener. Then we have Master Wato taking on Bushi, one-on-one. Now, it looks like they're trying to give Master Wato a direction. They had him partnered up with Tenzan. Tenzan is now away after he lost to Great Okan, and Great Okan won the exclusive right to use the Mongolian chop. So now it's just kind of Wato doing his own thing. He's partnered up with Coach Taguchi. He's been a part of the big five-man teams where they just need a bunch of baby faces to go up against Bullet Club or something. So he's getting a lot of exposure with a lot of really big talent. But now he's got to face Bushi, one of the best junior heavyweights going today. So my money is on Bushi to go over, but Wato gets another really good exposure. And because this is Japan and not WWE, it's different. If you have a great match with, with a great effort, but you don't win, it means something over there. Not just to the company, but to the fans. Because you see, if you have a great effort over here and you lose, Vince McMahon notices. The company notices. Educated wrestling fans notice. But then the social media stampede comes in. Okay? The Twitterverse slides in and says, but he lost. And then everyone changes their opinion and goes, oh yeah, but because you didn't win, it doesn't matter. Okay? And that's just stupid. Quite frankly, that is dumb to have that mentality. So I think Bushi beats Master Watto, but Watto has a great showing, and it's going to pay him dividends in the future. Then we have a 10-man tag match. I'm assuming it's a traditional New Japan 10-man tag match. Now, the reason why I say that is it's very similar to a traditional Survivor Series tag team match, the five-on-fives that you see every year in November. But the difference here is, in New Japan, you can eliminate a competitor by pinfalls, submission, disqualification, count out, all the regular ways. But also, if you're the legal man in the ring, you can get tossed over the top rope. Now, I don't know if this is, is, this is a New Japan-style 10-man or just a simple one-fall 10-man tag match. But either way, it's going down. 
And here's who's involved. It's effectively the entirety of chaos. Toru Yano, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kazushika Okada are going to take on El Phantasmo, Taiji Ishimori, Yujiro Takahashi, Jay White, who has just returned to New Japan, and Evil, so effectively half of Bullet Club. A very good portion of Bullet Club. Now, Jay White is back in New Japan. Let me give you 45 seconds on that. By the way, I think uh, Chaos is going to go over in this match. But Jay White is back in New Japan. I couldn't be more thrilled that Jay White re-upped with New Japan, if he did, in fact, re-up with New Japan. I think it was a smart move. I think WWE would have been a good idea, but he would have gotten lost in the shuffle booking-wise. They would have tried to make him a conventional heel, and then would have rushed him to the top. And if they didn't put him on NXT, he wouldn't have said yes. Because I think he would want to be on NXT. And they probably would have tried to put him on Raw or SmackDown because they need another main eventer. I'm glad he didn't go to Impact because I think Impact would have written him a gigantic check and given him carte blanche to do just about anything that he wanted. But let's just be real. Jay's way above that level. And AEW, oh, I'm sure that was the dream for so many of you. Jay, go to... I'm so glad he stayed away. Because if he's above Impact's level, he's above AEW's level. Trust me. AEW is the indies on steroids. And I know a lot of people don't think that's an insult. But trust me, it is. Then we have Tomoaki Honma is going to team up with Kota Ibushi to take on Tetsuya Naito and Sanada. Now, why is that significant? Because Honma has basically been having a mini feud with Naito, and Sanada is facing Ibushi at night two for both of Ibushi's titles. So it's a nice little preview there. My money is that Honma and Ibushi are going to go over. Unless Sanada beats Honma. Then we have the heavyweight tag team championships on the line where G.O.D., Tamatonga, and Tongaloa are going to take on Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, who are cashing in their rematch to get their titles back. And I think G.O.D. is going to retain. Then we have our main event of night one, the Junior Heavyweight Championship, where Hiromu Takahashi takes on Sho. I think Hiromu retains. He's been in a great spot so far. And I think Sho is only going to be a Junior Heavyweight for so long. Because if I were New Japan, I would not keep Sho a Junior Heavyweight. I would move show up to heavyweight and let him challenge there because I think he is, in fact, worthy of it. Let's go to night two real quick of New Beginning in Hiroshima. The Young Lions are going to take on Doki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi from Suzuki-Goon. My money's on Suzuki-Goon. Then we have Yoshinobu Kenamaru, El Desperado, and Minoru Suzuki taking on El Fantasmo, Taiji Ishimori, and Yujiro Takahashi. Just a six-man tag match, some some Bullet Club guys versus some Suzuki-Goon guys. My money is on the Bullet Club guys. Then we have Master Wato, Sho, and Honma versus Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Tetsuya Naito. So a bunch of guys from LIJ versus a mishmash of baby faces. My money is on the guys from LIJ. Then we have Toru Yano and Kazuchika Okada versus Evil and Dick Togo because they're setting up a match between Evil and Okada at a future event. So my money on this one is going with Yano and Okada because I think the Bullet Club wins their match on night one. Then we have uh, Doki is teaming up with the Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi to take on G.O.D. and Jado 
So some more Bullet Club versus versus Suzuki Goon action, and I'll always bet on the Bullet Club because as much as I like Suzuki Goon, I think Bullet Club has a good one up right now. And then we have the main event of night two. The IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships are on the line when Kota Ibushi takes on Sanada. And I think Ibushi will retain. Why? Because Ibushi's the older man. He finally climbed this ladder. He has some time to be a star. Live crowds are coming back. I think they're eventually building to a rematch between himself and Naito in the future because Naito never really got the full crowd experience as a champion. And Sonata, he's a youngster. He's got time. He will be a champion in the future. Don't get me wrong. So now I'll finish up with AEW. Kenta showed up and gave John Moxley a go to sleep. After John Moxley showed up on New Japan Strong to accept his challenge for Moxley's IWGP US title, which he has been shown in a graphic on AEW TV. And now people are saying, oh, the merger, the merger is happening. The forbidden door has been opened. AEW versus AEW and New Japan and Impact are all working together. Hopefully Ring of Honor, they'll all go in and take on Vince McMahon. And I really hope they do because Vince will crush them like the bugs that they are. This is his game. Don't try to beat him at it. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean he's not winning. Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl last night. Okay? I'm sure a lot of people were upset. A lot of people were tired of seeing it. But there's a reason you win that many. It's because you're the greatest of all time. So that is my final thought to you. I will see you next week. Enjoy the wrestling. I'm out. The preceding was a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZAM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. Call Window Nation today and get two free windows for every two you buy and make no down payment. Make no payments at all and pay no interest for 24 months. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, where we've got more ways to get what you need fast and take care of that fall tune-up. With our free same-day store pickup, you can order online and pick it up today at your local AutoZone. Or we can bring it to you with our free next-day delivery. Just order on AutoZone.com by 10 p.m. and we'll have it at your front door the next day. Getting your job done just got easier. Free next-day delivery on eligible orders. Restrictions at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Iconic Rivalries in America, brought to you by the History Channel's documentary series, The Food That Built America, premiering Sunday, February 14th at 9, 8 central. The longest rivalry in pro football began in 1921 with the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. At the same time, a rivalry in the chocolate industry brought us two of the most iconic candy bars in American history. Tune in to the History Channel's documentary series, The Food That Built America, premiering Sunday, February 14th at 9, 8 central. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, 
Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. This week at Macy's, use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off just in time for Valentine's Day. Save on top of already great deals, like 35 to 55% off dazzling diamonds, gemstones, and more. And sleek handbags and wallets from Kipling, Nine West, Inc., and more top designers, now 25% off. Plus, Star Money bonus days are going on now. Learn more at Macy's.com slash Star Money. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You feel petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments, not knowing what to do. You do nothing. But if you do something, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about your options. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. What if I could tell you when a wildfire was going to happen? Of course, I can't. But shouldn't you be ready anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Baltimore CBS Sports Radio 1300, 24-7 sports. WJZAM Baltimore, WJZAM FM HD3, Catonsville, Baltimore, a radio.com station.